Welcome to the Short Term Show, the show about short term rentals and long term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. 30-year fixed mortgages, tax benefits, and long-distance management training made easy are just a few of the perks of owning a short-term rental. The Short-Term Shop can help you buy and learn how to manage your property from anywhere in the world. Just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected. Again, that's theshorttermshop.com, and we are brokered by eXp. See y'all over there. Hey guys, welcome back to the short term show. Today we have Rob Stein and Rob has been very successful in a lot of different industries. Uh, he's currently a top five real estate agent, also a professional bodybuilder, and he is a very passionate educator. And I think we're going to have a really interesting show for you guys today. So without further ado, Rob, how's it going? Avery, it's going great. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, I used to be the nine to fiver. I was a middle school teacher for about 10 years. Uh, went to college, got my master's in education, quickly realized I did not want to teach other people's kids <laughs> for the rest of my life. But I knew I loved to teach. I love to teach people that want to learn. Um, over time, I built my first business, which was actually in the music composition and publication space. And over the course of almost 10 years, through just a lot of grit and, and tenacity and real hard work, I built that up to uh, bring in about a quarter million dollars a year in revenue and quit my teaching job. Um, and then at that point is when I started getting involved in real estate. I started as an investor with my dad, who's been in the industry about 40 years, has built a fantastic portfolio for himself that I helped manage some back-end stuff on. Um, and then I moved across the country with my wife from New Jersey here to Austin, Texas. Uh, we got our licenses, developed a really fantastic career as a solo agent. And then I, I knew my path was always to teach. You know, I, I believe we find our purpose serving the person that we used to be. And I used to be that agent that was like, I'm ready to go, man, just tell me what to do. And I've had some really incredible teachers and coaches. So I've been fortunate to have a great career as an agent, build an incredible team here in Austin, and now have the opportunity to, to teach other uh, agents how to do the same thing. I love Austin. I, I went to UT. I lived there for six years and nice. I miss how it used to be <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it was still like, you know, a kind of a kind of smelly hippie of a town, um, right. <laughs> yeah, but it was awesome. Um, yeah. So let's talk about how you transitioned out of being a teacher first. So sure. I think that a lot of our listeners are kind of in that same boat while not specifically a teacher, but you know, what insert job here, yep. um, what made you decide like, okay, I don't really, I don't think this is for me. I think there's something more out there. And then kind of, how did you transition out of that? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, money was always very tight growing up. Uh, in my house, we had a great family dynamic, super loving, but money was always very tight. And so having enough money to not worry about money was always very important to me. Um, I'm not chasing mansions or Ferraris, but I just never want to worry about paying bills. I want to have the quality of life I want. I knew I wanted my my wife one day, whoever that would be, to be able to stay at home and, and raise our kids, which is exactly what she's doing right now. Um, and another thing that I, that I realized when I got into teaching 
was that my income was, you know, capped regardless of what I did, no matter how hard I worked, I couldn't make any extra money unless I took up like another gig outside of school, which a lot of teachers do. And then I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do that. Um, and I, I just really always wanted to be held accountable only to myself and, and do the entrepreneur thing. And that was my big why behind that transition. And for the listeners out there who are really passionate about building your investment portfolio to, to get out of that grind or to get your spouse out of that grind, you have to have such a strong why and keep that in mind because trust me from my personal experience, it can be done, but it's it's not easy. It's going to be really challenging. It's probably going to be one of the most challenging things you've ever done. But if you really have a strong motivation and intrinsic fire and a really big why, that is what's going to keep you going. And again, it took me almost 10 years to do. And it was challenging because I would teach all day and come home and, and write music and build my business at night. And the turning point for me was really when I decided to get educated. I stopped trying to figure out how to do it on my own. And I uh, started getting some education from a really influential person in the industry that had accomplished exactly what I was trying to do. And he was willing to share some great info. And it was when I implemented that info that allowed me to seriously scale, start making way more money than I was teaching. Um, and the other thing was I just really had to commit to go all in. About five years into that transition, I was kind of stuck in neutral. You know, I was making about 20 to 30 grand a year, uh, probably netting a, about two thirds of that. And I was like, man, this is not sustainable. Like, I can't do this forever. I need to really make a go of this thing or I need to shut it down. And shutting it down wasn't an option. So that was when I decided to get educated, invest more in marketing, learn how to run it like a business and go all in. And for a lot of people there that are trying to make that transition, I think fear has them not going all in. And if you want to make that jump like I did, <laughs> you have to go. All, you got to give it everything you have. But it is possible with, with time and, and the, the right guidance. So what would you say when you're making a transition like that, which that's quite a transition, like how did you end up from education to music like that? Yeah. So I was a music educator. I got my bachelor's in trumpet uh, performance. I was a jazz trumpet player and a uh, master's in music education. And I taught okay. middle school instrumental music. My passion was always marching band. Uh, I freaking love marching band one day at band camp. Like that's my life right there. I'm all about <laughs> it. I'm a professional marching bando. And so I chose music writing in the marching band world as the vehicle that would allow me to do that. And the really cool thing was that, you know, the thing I loved about teaching school was the actual teaching. Like when I'm in the classroom teaching kids with them, helping them improve their quality of life through music, seeing the fulfillment that they have from that. What I hated was the politics, the, the you know, the administrators stuffing things down my throat that forced me to have to teach these kids that isn't really going to help them. It's stay at home moms on the school board who have never worked a day in their life telling me I'm getting paid too much money, like at 50 grand a year. Like, you know, like oh it goodness. was, yeah. I mean, so like that stuff was what I didn't love. So I knew that through writing music, number one, I had a good creative outlet. Number two, I could go to the bands and just teach the kids and not have to worry about any of that other logistical stuff uh, that goes along with all the negative aspects about teaching. So it really allowed me to do, you know, the, the activities that I loved most and most fulfilled me. Um, but again, it took a while because I never took a composition class in music. Like I was really building a business 
in kind of a parallel industry, but something I didn't really have a lot of experience in in the composition world. So that took a lot of time to uh, to build up that skill set. Yeah, I mean that's uh, music composition is is a beast. <laughs> so yeah, I would is. imagine it did take you. It is, and a in while. the marching band world, I'm writing for you know all the what I mean. There's probably like thirty to forty instruments per piece that I'm writing for. So. Um, but I love it, you know, it's my passion and, and that, that is still a business I'm active in. Um, an interesting, another motivator that actually helped me transition to music, which was a grind I did not anticipate, um, with the music writing is that I was now working from home all day alone, staring at a computer screen for like 10 hours a day, nine months out of the year, forcing myself to be creative all day. And that was really hard. And it it got really tough because I was having like zero social interaction. My wife would was still a teacher and she'd leave for the day and my dogs would <laughs> sit in my office. And that was about it. And the thing I love about real estate is working with so many people, teaching clients, teaching agents, running around numbers. Uh, you know, it's it's a completely different yet still very fulfilling and rewarding industry. Yeah, yeah. And let's let's dial it back a little bit here too. So I think a lot of people, when they're wanting to make a big transition, which most of our audience would be making a transition from full-time insert job here to being a full-time real estate investor. And a lot of them, the biggest mistake that I see with the transition piece of it is people wanting to go from point A directly to point Z and missing mm -hmm. all of those other points in between that they mm -hmm. have to, to hit. Yep. So- I think that it's really important that you, when you're trying to make a transition like that, that you find what's the next step. You can't jump from A to Z. You have to go from A to B first. So finding what that next step is and executing it, and it might not be sexy. Like I see a lot of people who want to just go immediately to being an expert guru influencer mm. the minute they buy a property and, and want to be teaching <laughs> right. all these people how to do this. Right. And like, there's a lot, you have to become that expert before you can be that expert. And Doing that happens from being in there and grinding it and taking, you know, seeing, all, making all the mistakes for yourself and having all the bad things happen to you. Like, you know, somebody leaves you a terrible review because of something that is completely out of your control, all of those things before you can get to being that expert at it. So what advice would you have? Because you've been in a lot of industries and we'll get to the rest of them in a minute mm. uh, when they're making a big transition for how to find what that next step is to get to that point Z eventually. Yeah. That's a great question. And I can relate to that completely. I, I see that all the time. I'll tell you exactly what, what step B is for y'all that are in step A right now. Step B, before you, before you even take a step, is that you have to get educated. You're going to have to invest time and probably some money in education. Because if you're in a career you know, a J-O-B that is not real estate investing and you don't have experience in real estate investing, but maybe you see people like Avery or, or other real estate investors out there that you're like, I want to do that. I know I can get there one day. But the reality is you need to think objectively about this and not emotionally and realize that you have zero experience in this thing. You do not have the skills and experience to get right to Z. And the people that have, have gone through the gauntlet. They've gone through the ringers. They have failed more times than you could possibly imagine on the road to achieving that success. And, you know, people that say, well, there are no secrets. There's no shortcut. That's not true. There are secrets and there is a shortcut. And that shortcut is investing time and money in education. Because when you do that, 
for example, like the host of this podcast has as is very experienced and, a, and an expert at this. She's made those mistakes. She can tell you what the pitfalls are. She can tell you exactly what to do and what not to do. So by getting the right education, you are now taking what could feel like it's very overwhelming, like you don't know what to do. I know what step, I know what the finish line is, but I have no idea how I'm going to get there. You need to invest in the education that will teach you how that's going to guarantee you can avoid so many of those mistakes that others have made and that you're going to do the right thing. You know, one of my first real estate coaches had a really great saying, and he said, real estate has two speeds, forward, fast moving and reverse fast moving, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's not really a neutral because one wrong investment, you could lose it all. And I think real estate investing, there's way too much at stake for you to just try to figure it out on your own. And I believe it's completely unethical to try to teach people how to do something where that much is at stake without having that experience. So if you want to know, what do I do next? Like, what is the very next thing I need to do? It's going to be getting educated, investing time and money in education, which is easier to do than ever right now. Um, I mean, I see Avery has like one of her books on the shelf. That would be a great starting point, right? Maybe you don't have the money to invest on one-on-one -on -one coaching right now, but you got YouTube, you got books, you got this podcast, right? There's so many, there's no excuses these days to not get educated, but first and foremost, that's the next step. Get educated. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the content of our podcast, but you have additional short-term rental questions, we host a weekly live question session that you guys can join for free. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. And if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up. So not only am I the host of this show, but I also own and manage my own properties. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have about short-term rental investing. So please join us anytime for a free weekly live Q&A on Zoom. Sign up at strquestions.com. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. There's, there's a lot of ways to educate yourself, even if you know you can't do like an expensive course right now. There's YouTube, there's Facebook groups, there's all kinds of things. You got to be careful with Facebook groups though, because there's a lot of yahoos in Facebook groups that just yes. <laughs> give bad advice. But there is good advice in Facebook groups too. You just have to learn to filter, but definitely educate yourself, absorb all the content that you can on the subject that you are interested in and, and make yourself an expert so that you can take that next step. Yeah. And, and you also got to, uh, you also got to realize it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, like getting the right education, the right guidance is the shortest path, but it's still going to take longer than you think. And everything, every, every business I've launched, every major thing I've achieved success in, it's always taken longer than I thought. It's I've always failed more times than I thought I would. And you have to imagine, you know, every dream has a price tag and that price is going to be sacrifice. And the further you are, Trust me, you can get there, but it's going to be a long journey. So if you are, you know, working that nine to five job, you're, you, you, you literally want to make 10 times more money than you are right now. You can do it, but realize there, there is no magic pill. You can take shortcuts, you can get education, but it's still going to take time and there is no substitute for time. And you have to be able to have that delayed gratification to say, I'm going to do the work now because X years from now, it will be worth it. And trust me, as someone who's made that journey, it is worth it. But to your point, Avery, where they want to get to, everybody wants instant results right now. But the reality is there's only so fast you can go. Like if you were building a house 
even if you had a crew of 100 people, they're still only so fast that house can be built. It can't be built in a day, no matter how many people you have working on it. And and it's going to take time. And, and for the listeners out there, you have to get that delayed gratification muscle flexing <laughs> right now. <laughs> There's no way around it. And speaking of muscles flexing, so you've also been a very successful bodybuilder. So let's talk about that because it seems like you've become successful at, or it doesn't seem like it's true. You have become successful at a number of different, in a number of different areas. So is there a process that you were utilizing over and over in these different areas that like a playbook that you follow to become successful in all these different things? Because education is different than music, wildly different than bodybuilding, different than real estate. So what, yeah. let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, that's a great question. And I have, and it's kind of a framework that I, you know, stumbled upon and refined, and I'm actually writing a book on right now called Impossible to Fail, which is going to be released quarter two of, of 2023. And that's a great observation. And and it did occur to me one day, like, man, you know, music, bodybuilding, real estate, these are all very unrelated things, but there are a couple, a, a few common threads. You know, one, I used to be quite out of shape, quite overweight, never stepped foot in a gym in my life until I was about 25. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about real estate and uh, even real estate wasn't even on my radar until about seven years ago. Um, and so it really comes down to number one, getting the right blueprint. And in my impossible to fail framework, that is step one of six, get the blueprint. Be because again, my thing is like, and I think so many people have this fear of, getting caught in analysis paralysis and being like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Well, you can know exactly what to do by getting the blueprint from someone that's done exactly what you're trying to do and has a successful track record of teaching other people how to do it. So with bodybuilding, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know I stepped foot in the gym the first day. I had no idea how to use any of the equipment, but I educated myself first for free. I found an incredible website called T Nation, which was all about bodybuilding. They had forums, they had articles. I would read for hours a day. I became obsessed with it. And I just, you know, paid about a hundred bucks for a bodybuilding template. And I just followed that workout plan. I didn't try to mess with it. I didn't try to improve it because I didn't know anything. I just said, this plan was provided by an expert and I'm going to do exactly what this plan says. And when I started competing, I hired a coach that had a good track record of his own competitions and helping other people. And that's why I was able to start winning shows because I got the right guidance. When I started in real estate, I hired an incredible coach right away. I was like, all right, I got this down. I know day one, I'm hiring a coach. And that's exactly what I did when I started a team. I hired a coach and when seven within seven months of hiring that coach had my first $100,000 month as a team leader because I hired a great coach. So it's 100% the first step is, is getting the right coach, getting the right education. So again, I'll say if you're wanting to build an investment portfolio, the host of this podcast is an awesome place for you to start because she's done it and she has a great track record of herself and teaching other people how to do it too. So that's a no brainer. After that, it just comes down to having the discipline and the mindset necessary to implement that blueprint because getting the information without implementation is useless. So you have to know 
how to structure your day, how to take the massive action necessary, how to have the right mindset to take that blueprint and implement it. And when you do that with massive action, relentless consistency, and give it time, it is impossible to fail. That <laughs> it, you sum that up very, very nicely. And now I am going to get on the list so I can find out what uh, <laughs> step two through six are uh, of the impossible to fail framework. So um, that's, it's very cool. Um, and, and you're right. A lot of people too, I see a lot of people stop after that step one of getting the blueprint and they get the education and then they never do anything with it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are like what I call obsessors. Maybe they're, you know, they're obsessing over this, this month and they're taking this course and they're obsessing over real estate investing. And then maybe something yeah. else catches their eye next month. And now they're into, you know, trading Bitcoin or something or right. any, any number of things. And if you don't implement, if you don't find the way to implement the strategy, then you're just going to continue to be an obsessor probably forever. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And, you know, part of the issue why people are not great implementers is because, you know, when people pay money for things, they're used to getting immediate results. Like if I want the newest phone, I'm going to pay money for it and it's going to be in my hands. If I'm going out to dinner, I'm actually going to get to eat the food before I even pay for it. When you pay for education, that's the first part of the puzzle. You get the blueprint, but then you have to learn how to implement it. And because so many people, especially these days, are so used to that instant gratification, they don't need a lot of delayed gratification to survive anymore or to achieve the things they want because all of our basic necessities are met for the vast majority of people here in this country. So that ability to realize I now have the tools, but it's up to me to implement it is something a lot of people struggle with. And for those that that might come from a J-O-B, from the nine to five world that are going into entrepreneurship. They also now face themselves with, with having to hold themselves accountable, which some people have trouble with. They're great going into the office when someone else is holding them accountable. <laughs> but when you're holding yourself accountable and there's nothing stopping you from putting your sweats on and watching TV all day and you have to structure yourself, you know, so many people are like, I want control of my time as an entrepreneur. You have to earn that. Like that's something you earn. It's not something you get on day one. You have the freedom to control your schedule and work twice as hard and twice as long as everybody else until you don't need to do that anymore. But the implementation is so important. And that's what I teach once you get the blueprint. Like if people want real estate coaching, fitness coaching, I can give you that blueprint. But I coach a lot of people in other industries and I teach them how to get that blueprint from another source because I'm not going to tell them, hey, I can teach you how to be a crushing insurance agent. I'm not an insurance agent, but I can tell you where to get the blueprint and I can teach you exactly how to implement it. And that's really the the framework of how to implement the blueprint once you get it. Yeah. And I really want to highlight where you said that you don't just on day one have the freedom of entrepreneurship. You like right. when I quit my corporate job, I was like, yes, I'm in, I'm in charge of myself. Nobody's the boss of me. And especially coming into a real estate agent career or real estate investing, whether you have tenants or you have guests on short-term rentals, you don't have one boss anymore. You have a lot of bosses. You are 
your clients are your boss. You're beholden to every single one of your clients because you are working for them. You're providing a service to them. So while you can like go to the gym at 11 o'clock in the morning, if you want to, you still are beholden to take care of the people that you are working for. So it's definitely not when you become an entrepreneur in any industry, it's not an immediate, okay, I can do whatever the F I want. I it's, you're, you have a lot of bosses when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, for me, when I, when I did the same thing and I was getting into real estate, I always like working out in the afternoon and I would go in the afternoon and I quickly realized that's not going to work because my phone's ringing off the hook and I got to go write contracts between sets. And so now I'm up at four 30, I'm in the gym by five 30, I'm home by seven and I've crushed it because that's the only way to guarantee I'm going to get a productive workout in without people bothering me. But I know other agents right now that are complaining about, oh, the market, the market is so bad. I'm not getting any deals, but they go to the gym at noon. It's like, well, you should be prospecting. <laughs> you should be working right now. Um, and so, yeah, like you, you have to have that high performer mentality, that high performer mindset, that structure to your day that allows you to maintain accountability, to track your metrics and to keep pushing forward. It's, it's not rocket science, but it takes a lot of discipline and it <clears throat> takes a lot of work. And with the right framework, the right uh, blueprint on how to do that, you know, any anyone can do it. it. It just takes, again, that those tools to know how. Absolutely. And I found when I started too that that like 3.30 to 7 o'clock at night time period, like in real estate, if you're a real estate agent, you have to keep that open because that's yeah. when your clients are getting off work and now yeah. they can deal with their real estate transaction and they're going to want to talk to you about things. So that is not a time. That's not a you time. That is a client time because yeah. that's when they're available and you, you have to work around when your clients are available, not when you're available, especially right. at first. <laughs> and in real estate, you know, your working hours are when other people's are, are done not. with their, their working <laughs> hours. <laughs> right. I'll, I, I joke with my team. We call them our, our civilian friends are like, Hey, it's the weekend. You're going to, what are you doing this weekend? Like crushing Working. it <laughs> all weekend. <laughs> Working. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation lots of, lots of nuggets dropped here for any, whether you want to make a transition from any industry into any other industry or, you know, real estate investing, short-term rental investing, all of that. Uh, there's lots lots of information in this conversation that that you can use to your advantage. And Rob, we have three questions that we ask every guest at yeah. the end of the show. Let's do it. And the first one is, what advice would you give 20-year-old Rob? The advice I would give 20-year-old Rob would be to uh, stop feeling like you have to do all this on your own to prove something. When I was building my business, finishing college, I was all about like, I got to do this to prove I got what it takes. And I wish I would have seeked help and mentorship and education earlier, because I have no doubt I would be even further than I am now. And I love where I am now. But man, just like, I think a lot of young people have that I got to prove something mentality. And mm -hmm. not saying you don't have anything to prove or that you shouldn't feel that way. But you shouldn't feel like you have to do it alone. Or that you are weaker for asking for help. Really good advice. You are not weak for asking for help. I think you're stronger for, for, for being able to do that. Absolutely. All right. Question two, similar question, but slightly different. What advice would you give a new real estate investor who's looking to get started today? Mm. Uh, find the right 
person that you want to learn from, which is going to take some time, right? So like, let's use Avery as an example. She has podcasts. She's got books. She's got low ticket free ways. You can really like kind of go deeper with her to, to see if she's the right person. And if you resonate with her or whoever that person is, commit and start taking action because imperfect action is better than no action at all. And I've met way too many investors that have big dreams and they don't go anywhere because they just don't start. So I would say find the person that you want to learn from. And when you're confident you found that person, commit to them, commit to their blueprint and start taking action. Also great advice. And last question. This one's a little more fun. What is your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? Oh boy. That's a good one. Now I have a couple other big bookshelves in the house. The one in back of me here is kind of my, my top, top favorites. And the, the first one there, so many good ones, but if I had to pick just one, it would be Grant Cardone's be obsessed or be average. Love that love one. Grant Cardone. And that book literally changed my life, added over six figures to my income within a year of just implementing the mindset stuff that I learned from that. And I actually listened to that book. Uh, I love listening to his stuff, by the way. And I love listening to audiobooks because I, I enjoy hearing entrepreneurs speak their own uh, you know, content and especially Grant because he's super motivating. But But be obsessed or be average. I listen to it once a quarter. I always get something new from it, but it really just makes you say like, dude, I am doubling down on this. I am having to be obsessed with my goal because if you really, you know, I don't think there's anyone listening to your podcast right now, Avery, that's like, give me one or two properties and an extra thousand dollars a month. No one's thinking that they're, they're imagining financial freedom. They're imagining being on the beach. They're imagining feet up umbrella and the drink. You have to be obsessed with your goals to get there. You can do it. But that book just really instilled like complete obsession, just go all in, starve the doubt, massive action, do whatever it takes and be truly obsessed. My very favorite, number one. Yeah, that is a great book. I love Grant. As I know he's controversial, but I do love Grant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, Rob. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. If our listeners want to learn more about you, follow you on socials, where can they do that? Yeah, thanks for asking. You can follow my YouTube at robstein.tv. That's S-T-E-I-N is my last name, robstein.tv. You can find me at robstein on Facebook and robstein impossible to fail on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on again, Rob. Thank you, Avery. It's been a pleasure.